Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Hello, everybody. We are back once again. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to You, Me, and a Poltergeist. We got it right. We got it right. I got it right. You got it right. I didn't even bother trying. We're in a relationship. This is a competition. We're not a team. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> yeah, we just released the previous episode. We're up to a whopping 14 listens, which is pretty good. I mean... It's been out for like what? Two hours. Two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And, and we've had some issues. We've had a few issues with like iTunes and um, people can't find the the podcast by just searching it in the search bar on Spotify. So we've been just sending out the link. If you follow us on our Facebook page, which we have just created this week, you can find the link to listen to it at our Wooshka Network host page as well as on Spotify. Um, iTunes should be sorted out by the time this episode airs, but yeah, we're very thankful for everyone that has been supporting us and actually listening and reaching out to um, get the link and everything. By the time you are listening to this, all the things should hopefully be fixed, we will say. If not, it's still a work in progress. We're very, very new to this. So. Yeah. Anyways... We are back once again with another paranormal bonanza. Bonanza! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I alluded to last week, where I mentioned something about the Conjuring universe will be talked about. That was very vague. Because we're not talking about the Conjuring at all. No. No. But we are talking about haunted objects and Annabelle, which was in the Conjuring universe, or is in the Conjuring universe. It is, yeah. Is a haunted object of some kind. Yeah, so... And we are talking about haunted objects. We are talking about haunted objects today. Brayden gets to go first, because I went first last time, so I guess that's alright. Yeah, so I've chosen this week's discussion. And you know what? We got some interesting ideas from you, uh, particularly one about getting someone on who's performed an exorcism before. Yes. And, I don't know, Kieran said to get a Ouija board out? I'm just like... (laughs) Fuck no, Kieran. (laughs) Unless you're going to be here and be possessed with us. Potential future guest on the show, Kieran. God, no. With the Ouija board. He hates our cat, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Black cats and Kieran don't go hand in hand. She's not even black. She's a calico cat. (laughs) I forgot the colour of our own cat. She's asleep right now. It's great. Having a good nap? Should go wake her up, though. Because she wakes us up while we sleep. Like at three in the morning. 
That's when spooky shit's supposed to happen, though, so maybe there's something. Maybe she's, she's like, trying to wake us up, like, Mum, Dad. The furniture's moving, and yeah. we're like, fuck it, we gave you biscuits, what else do you <laughs> yeah. want? <laughs> Mum, Dad, there's a giant ethereal man. <laughs> <laughs> He's naked. <laughs> Go to your litter box, Priscilla. I cleaned it before we went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> But mum, the Pazuzu bread. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, today we're talking about haunted objects. We both selected five each to discuss. This isn't going to be quite as in-depth as previous, because I think we'll be able to make a number of different list-type episodes like this, where it's yeah. just like, hey, this, this, this. This is a haunted house, and here's four more that go with it. Exactly. And from this, you can go and do your own research and sort of look up these items. A lot of them are actually very terrifying. You're kind of real creepy. Real creepy. Like last night when we were researching them, we both were getting goosebumps and chills. And I, um, I have this weird anxiety tick. And when I get really anxious, I feel like I can't breathe, and I've got to like literally convulse my body and let it out. And I was getting that a lot as I was reading because it was making me very anxious. So. So yeah, as I was saying, we're going to be discussing a number of objects. One of which is actually a personal story. Of mine, and I don't believe I've actually ever told you this. You haven't, because you were like, "Oh, and the this," and I'm like, "You've never told me this. You've so, told me about seeing an Asian man, or your mum saw an Asian man, or something. Told me about other things, but nope, not this. Nope. We've been together for three years. I feel like I would have spurted this out at one point. So we'll see if you begin picking up pieces that you've heard before. Absolutely won't. Look forward to hearing one of my spooky stories. And I have an Australian one, which Ooh. really surprised me. So I was like, fuck in Australia, we've got nothing. But, <laughs> no, besides a lot of really gruesome murders, but... Alright, so, starting off with the haunted objects. I have a little screen up here where <laughs> Belinda can peruse the many objects that I have and she can show me some of hers as well. I'll show you my objects. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the first object I've chosen is one that's probably a more popular known one, I'd say. Have you ever heard of this thing before? The Dybbuk Box. I feel like I've heard it in like a movie or something. And you would be right. Yeah. It was uh, made popular by a 2012 movie called The Possession. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people have seen that. Of course I've seen that. It was fairly popular at the cinema, but it didn't get that good of a review. I think it was like 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you know how I get really scared from possession movies? Yeah. I could watch it. You could watch it. I could So it wasn't it. too gripping. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Of course I did like jump and shit, of course I do. But mm. I could watch it and then go to bed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's... Clearly the sign that the movie wasn't effective. No. <laughs> Continue. So the movie was based on the true events surrounding a purchase of a Dybbuk box off By of Post the internet. <laughs> Post Malone has touched this Dybbuk box, I believe. Fucking idiot. And ran out of the room briefly after. There was a little video clip surrounding it uh, where he... Yeah, there were... I don't know. Anyways, continue. Anyway. Uh... So the Dybbuk box is a wine box, which is said to be haunted by a Dybbuk. Now, a Dybbuk is a spirit of Jewish folklore and is portrayed as a restless, malicious spirit 
uh, believed to be able to haunt and even possess the living. Word dibic actually means like attachment, so it's essentially just like a spirit that like okay. inhabits you and possesses yeah. you. Fair yeah. enough, like most spirits do. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so the folklore goes, when a person's soul is unable to reach the afterlife, it may come back as a dibic, inhabit someone, and then it has to try and fulfill a task, and then it can move on from there. 100% going to be me. Be, oh, you are going to be a Dybbuk. Oh, 100%. I can feel it. I'm a very attaching person. I'm attached. Like, if you left me right now, I don't know what I would do. You'd haunt me. Fuck yeah, I'd haunt you, but... While alive. I'd still be alive. I'd be stalking Yeah, you. stalker. <laughs> Some more legal shit. So, the first owner of the most famous Dybbuk box was a Holocaust survivor from Poland. It makes sense, because it's Jewish. Uh, they immigrated to the US and brought the box along with them. So, eventually this old lady died, and uh, it, along with the rest of her possessions, were sold at auction. Mm-hmm. Owner number two bought the box, and upon hearing that it was an heirloom, he offered to give it back to the granddaughter of the deceased lady. Oh, that's sweet. It is very sweet, except the granddaughter said, no, we don't want anything to do with that thing. Said oh. that the box had brought, like, misfortune and remained closed within the grandma's sewing room, but still, I think they had, like, nightmares and things like that. That's a big sign, you just drop the box and run. Yeah, just bury Someone it. Someone was like, oh, no, no, we don't want the heirloom. Yeah, it, yeah it belonged to grandma, but no, no. And get you, this right. You can have it. We don't need that. <laughs> get this. The guy takes no notice of it. It's like, ugh. Um, yeah, it, the, the granddaughter even told him, hey, there's a dibbick in there. It'll possess you. And he's just like, I don't believe in that. And he goes and opens it, takes out all the things inside. This, fucking, was this nickel? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Uh, when he opened it, he found two 1920s pennies, a lock of blonde hair, a lock of brown hair, both tied in cord, uh, a small statue engraved with the Hebrew word shalom, uh, a goblet, shalom. a wine goblet, yeah, a dried rosebud, a single candle holder. He said goblet, and all I thought of like a goblin, just like goblet. in there. <laughs> I'd be more like worried about the goblin than the dick. <laughs> but like one from Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to do your finances. <laughs> Who's this help me? Would explain the pennies also found in there. Ah, yeah. okay. Also Jewish, though. There we go. Is that uh, a goblet? Yeah, and a single candle holder with four octopus-shaped legs. Ah. So the dude thought nothing of these rumours that the lady had told them and it's gave it... It's an octopus face. <laughs> yeah. He gave the box to his mother as a birthday present. Wow, gee, thanks. And she subsequently had a stroke. Oh. <laughs> you killed your mum. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, did she die? No, she did not she die. Died. She made a recovery. Oh, that's lovely. But yeah, after these events, a number of other things sort of happened happened to him. He experienced general misfortune, uh, nightmares, things along those lines. Uh, but he decided to sell it, and it swapped hands a whole number of times, each owner experiencing terrible things and then selling it to different owners. They experienced things from general misfortunes to serious health issues, and all of the owners reportedly shared the exact same nightmare of this, like, creepy hag sort of, like, haunting them. Yeah. Is that the grandmother? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. After all that happened, it um, finally reached the hands of one Jason Haxton, who wrote the book 
the Dybbuk box and his ex- uh, it sort of shared about his experiences and whatnot along with the previous owner's experiences so he sort of got the information from them and then put it into a book and sold it. I'm fairly certain that's what turned into the movie The Possession. Yeah. And then finally the Dybbuk box. What was that noise? Nah. Oh. It reminds me of the little kid with peanut butter. <laughs> Is that good? Oh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry. (laughs) Finally, uh, with the assistance of a number of rabbis, he was able to seal the Dybbuk back in the box and cleanse himself of its presence. Good on him. Yeah, lucky. Solid effort. So where is it now? Uh, I believe he buried it, Ah. but... Okay. He then dug it back up and gave it to someone, I believe a haunted item collector, for display in a museum, which I think is the one Post Malone touched, so he actually touched the real box. Oh my god, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's almost as stupid as getting always tired, tattooed under your eyes. Oh man, close. Second worst decision he's ever made. (laughs) Although I do love posties. He's great. He's a rock. So a number of these Dybbuk boxes are actually circulating eBay. I've looked up, and you can get your own Dybbuk box possession for the low, low price of fifty nine ninety nine oh, today. Oh, fifty nine ninety nine! I yeah. don't even have that much money bank account. Well, you can't afford possession. I cannot afford possession. So uh, the popularity of these boxes actually came after the movie, and they've been present there ever since. In spite of the fact that they are sort of on eBay, and you may think that they're bullshit. Mm-hmm. Most of the items on this list have been purchased off the internet, like Amazon and sites like that. So don't go into them buying them if you are going to buy them thinking that this is bullshit because it could potentially be a Dybbuk. So you're going to buy a Dybbuk box just for you be prepared to give your mum a stroke or some shit. 100%. 100%. Yeah, what do you have for your first um, item? So my first item is the Tall Man Bunk Bed. Oh. And to be honest, they kind of look like the ones that was made in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I am, in fact, looking at a picture right now of these bunk beds, and I can 100% agree with you. They look... Like, they look pretty shitty, right? Yeah, they look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not, like, terrible, like, haunted. Terrible, just, like, just poor like craftsmanship. Very poor craftsmanship, so I can see how this would have been haunted. Yep. It's always the shitty-looking things that are haunted. Someone's probably sleeping in the bottom bunk and got crushed, like in the movie, but actually died, and then just haunted it forever. Yeah, most likely. Fucking look at it. <laughs> in 1987, couple Alan and Debbie Tallman purchased a set of bunk beds at a local second-hand store in Horican, Wisconsin. Oh, I mean, they bought a second-hand bed, so that's where they fucking went wrong. Yeah. We all know beds have history, and they can make history. I wonder if they came with the mattresses. My mattress is secondhand, so. You know, you, you shed that. skin cells. Like, every, I can't remember how many years it takes for you to shed all your skin cells, but by the time that's up, you essentially become a new person. So, if you're shedding all your skin cells into a bed, you're leaving your former self in that, in bed. that bed. Haunting. Oh, wow, some deep shit. <laughs> Thanks. Um. <laughs> So they put the bed in the basement until they finished painting the kids' room. Red flag. Once the bunks were placed in the kids' room, they knew something was very wrong. It was the first night, as all of these stories go. The first night. 
So one of their sons got a cold out of nowhere and was seriously ill. So if we all remember, this is you. Oh. But it wasn't him. Okay. Um, the radio in the bedroom started turning itself on and off, and the tallman's daughter claimed to see a witch standing over her on the bottom bunk who had long black hair and glowed like fire. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, I'm pretty creepy. I've never heard someone, like... Glowing like no, fire? No, like, in all the stories I've heard, no one's ever been like, oh, the ghost or whatever. Glowed like fire. It glued. No, back of my head, neck's all hot. Ugh. Is it glowing like fire? I don't know, is it? <laughs> I can't see the back of my neck. <laughs> I'm not going to do a full Reagan and 360 my head. I'm on 80 my head. <laughs> Things started occurring in the home while the beds were there, obviously. Doors opening and slamming, lights turning on and off, and it progressed to the family hearing whispers in the walls. So the family got a pastor to come into the home to cleanse it of the presence. The activity did die down for a little while, but then it returned with a vengeance. With a vengeance? With a vengeance. Bunk bed vengeance. That's the word that they use. This glowing fire-like long black-haired witch came back with a fucking vengeance. Jesus. Coming next summer. Bunk beds with a vengeance. Ooh, I can't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's like the freaky shit. Yeah. When Alan Tolman heard a voice telling him to come here and entice him into a burning room before telling him, you're dead, blood started to ooze from the ceiling of the home that was apparently, there was apparently a Hole to hell in the basement. What the fuck? Don't put shit in the basement if you're going to be putting it in a fucking kid's room. Anyway, so the tormentors removed the bed and burnt it and everything stopped happening. Wait, let's not skip over. There was a burning room? So the room was on fire? I think it may have been a apparition. Ah. Because I had tried Googling it and they didn't say anything else. But there was no, like... Oh, and like his master bedroom burnt down and a witch was in there. No, I think it's like he had like a dream, an apparition or whatever. You know what's funny? (laughs) This thing's trying to lure him into the room with the apparition of fire. (laughs) Come here, kid. It's all right. No, this was the dad. Oh, the dad. The dad. Oh, God. Yeah, that's how you know it's real because an adult doesn't lie. Am I right? No, No. not at all. No. Don't believe your kids when they're like... And I, I did read a few other, like, articles, and, it like, the parents weren't really believing the children either when they're like, Mom, the TV, the radio keeps going on and off, and then, like, the static, there's, like, static noises, and yeah. Mom, there's a crazy witch, and she glows like fire. They're like, <laughs> She glows like fire. Children. And you're just dreaming. So the dad saw the ceiling rain blood. Yeah, the blame, the blame, <laughs> the blood started to... <laughs> It was all David Blaine. <laughs> He's like, Is that yeah. the twist to your story you were going to add? But you accidentally And it was actually it? David Blaine. Oh, no. <laughs> Blood started to ooze from the ceiling of the home. God. And there was apparently a hole to hell in the basement. Hmm. A hole to hell. <laughs> Who has a hole to hell in their basement? You know what basements are? They are the hole to hell. They should have read the fine print on yeah. the real estate ad. <laughs> <laughs> Two bathrooms, hold the hell. Uh, <laughs> what was that? 
Beautiful views. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell? I said pole and bell. <laughs> no. Where's the pole and bell? Oh, it was removed. Never mind. Oh, don't know why we got that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I covered it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bought the house and then bought a bed. Wow. And so all the possession, oh, not the possession, all the energy of that horrible thing had been channeled into this shitty looking bunk bed <laughs> they removed the bed and burnt it so maybe and like everything stopped happening so after maybe, that oh, yeah, so the maybe bed was... the, the bed brought on the hole to hell did you say this was bought at a op shop it was bought at a second hand garage sale at a garage sale yeah is that right I wonder if they ever went back and like talked to the person who sold it and was like hey <laughs> hey hey <laughs> what did you do yeah uh, local, se- local second hand store yeah that's what I'm always worried about with buying things Furniture. from op shops. I've only ever bought like some plates. We have some plates in there that are second hand. Oh wow. I can't remember exactly right. Oh maybe not. No, they're upstairs. <laughs> That's alright. Well, technically our plates are like third hand because yeah. they were my nan's who gave them to my mum who gave them to us. Mm. Alright, so that was my first story. That's short, scary. short and sweet. Really cool. So the next item <laughs> I have for discussion is Sounds like I'm selling it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Next item available for auction is The Anguished Today Man. on Antique Roadshow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it is described as supposedly the most haunted painting in the world. I don't know. There's a couple of haunted paintings. There's a few that claim to be the most haunted paintings in the world, though. But this one is pretty terrifying. Uh, the painting itself depicts... An obscure red man in an expression of <laughs> anguish. Who <laughs> would have guessed it? Uh, the artist responsible for this terrible artwork is unknown, but uh, the only thing known about the artists themselves is that the artist actually committed suicide after finishing the painting, and the paint used in the anguished man was combined with their blood. I can see that. Yeah, it's got a lot of like red too. tones. Look at it. Pretty terrifying. I, I hate how you can actually like see the pupils in those dark yeah, eyes, I mean, just and they're like kind of staring at us. It's very creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. Oh. Not liking it. Oh, I'm really not liking it. I can't stop looking at okay, it. No, well, leave it there. Leave I'm it gonna there. take it down. No, 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 leave it. Too. No, 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 leave it there. Let's, so the let's owner be scared. <laughs> the current <laughs> owner has refused to let anyone know the whereabouts of the painting and keeps it in a secure location, saying that the painting is very active and someone within the same room or even in the same house as it are guaranteed to have shocking experiences. I bet she has like a seance with it. You bet right. Continuing. Really? Uh, the owner claims to constantly see an apparition of a dark figure and hears constant noises at night between the hours of 1 and 5am. Is it noise of anguish? You could say that. It is noises uh, that range from walls banging, crying, and moaning. Uh, sometimes even emanating from the corner of her bedroom. Oh, you were saying, gonna say Eminem. Like Eminem. Sometimes Eminem-ing, just <laughs> rapping like rap god. <laughs> Miles Buschetti <laughs> is all I can think of. Anguish man. <laughs> Haunt your Betty. <laughs> <laughs> so. Apparently the owner has woken up many times to the sound of crying in her own room and seen the dark figure at the end of her bed staring over her. Burn it. Yeah. 
The owner's son and father claim to both have been pushed down the stairs within the house while the weird thing, uh, while the painting was in the same uh, house as them. Alright, so we just keep it and like your family's getting hurt and you're like, no, it's okay. We keep it. Even through this, she was still a skeptic. Oh, what? So she moved the painting into her bedroom. Like a fucking idiot. And filmed it. To try and capture something creepy happening. And Belinda, I actually have... And Belinda. ...a video for you to watch. <laughs> Prepare yourself. What you're about to see... Time. ...is terrifying. So, here is the video of the Anguish Man <coughs> and the activity that happened... ...that she caught on tape while it was within her room. Recorded it for three nights. I set up the camera. I recorded the usual bane noises, but on the second night, I recorded this, dot, 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 approximately 3.25 a.m. 2011. Watch this. Here it goes. The painting's leaning against the wall. Oh, and it falls. Oh, that can be explained. Oh, and what was that little light thing behind? A little glint of light. A little glint of light. Maybe some sort of spirit ball. Or maybe... Maybe she pulled it down with a string. Maybe it was a piece of fishing line. I'm not trying to be a skeptic, but I feel like... Hey, what I want to know is, why does this lady have all the lights on at 3am? Because she's going insane. And why has she got it up against her bed? I feel like she's trying to be a skeptic so that she can, um... I'll just touch my bum. Nothing. No one's there. That's creepy. I literally just felt like someone just poked me in the bum. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really creepy. I thought it may have been mouse sniffing my butt or something. Oh, my God. Because he's weird, but it literally felt like someone just poked my bum. Really? Yeah, I'm not joking. You look really serious. (laughs) I am really serious. We'll be okay. Um, Anyway, no, what I'm thinking is she's probably... I'm going to get this photo off the screen. Yeah, thank you. I think... Maybe she's coming, like, she's trying to tell everyone she's a skeptic, but she's actually freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And she's like, actually, I'm really scared. And I'm trying to just capture it so I can be like, fucking noise. Look, something's happening. Something's happening. Can I burn it now? Can I burn it? (laughs) I'd burn it. If you're the owner of it, just fucking burn it. So after she recorded that and investigated the happenings a little on herself... Uh, she took further action, and with the assistance of the Mysteria Paranormal Group in the UK, the owner and the Mysteria Group took the painting to some of the most haunted locations in the UK in an attempt to provoke the spirit held within. So, supposedly, the group and enthusiasts did a seance at Chillingham Castle, which is one of the most haunted locations in the UK, attempting to communicate with the spirit inhabiting the anguished man. 20 witnesses recount the room of the seance getting icy cold and the same large dark figure appearing in the center of the seance circle. <sighs> God damn. Why? It's like opening Pandora's box. You're not supposed to do it. Opening Pandora's Divic box. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. Don't open that. Don't open any boxes. Do not have a seance around a fucking painting. That's pushed down your fucking husband and child. <laughs> Funnily Idiot. enough, unlike the Dybbuk box, you can't <laughs> buy this painting on the internet. No. It is hidden. But replicas have been sold. 
But unfortunately, they do not. Or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, they do not contain the same horrific qualities. Yeah, because they're not made of the fucking artist's suicidal blood. Exactly. All right. Uh, so my next little haunted object, which is actually... I don't know if it counts. It's just a haunted object. It's got multiple haunted objects in it. It's the Belcourt Castle in Newport, Rhode Island. So it's a gothic-style mansion that is it's known to have many haunted objects. Um, the castle was built by an American sociolite and politician, Oliver Hazard Perry Belmont. The truth is Stick in to, like, a first name and last name. I know. Like, just be Oliver Belmont. So strange happenings occurred in the castle as soon as it was completed because the whole idea of it was to have the most haunted objects in it. Oh, really? Um, so he wanted to create this terrible atmosphere? Yeah. Oh. Like a fucking No wonder his, one of his middle names is Hazard. Hazard. Literally. That's, like, worse than... Danger. So strange happenings occurred in the castle as soon as it was, it was completed... Uh, the worst was the two chairs that seemed to have spirits that haunted those that sat in them. This is according to reports from workers, visitors, and descendants of the owners who have seen and have had creepy experiences with these chairs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Which of those chairs that I'm looking at currently are the creepy chairs? I think it's all of them. So they're all I think it's the big, the the big ones in the background. Okay, yeah. we're looking at this very regal-looking room. It's gorgeous. It is a very gorgeous room, apart from the fact that every fucking item within it is probably it's haunted. So haunted. Okay. So it is said that a monk statue that that resided there at one stage holds a ghost that appears only in the room of the statue or around its location. The owners moved the statue into a chapel, and the ghost stopped appearing. So being a monk, I think that was very nice of them to do. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's lovely. There is also a screaming Japanese suit of armour. Uh, it was reported by the castle's piano tuner and also by um, a cook who noticed lights were turning on and off in the kitchen. But when she tried to turn them back on, a blood-curdling scream happened behind her. Cool. Pretty cool. I'll tell like, I wonder if they've ever seen apparitions of the samurai or something like that. Although there are so many strange occurrences, it is the chairs placed in the Bellacourt Castle that are to be the most cursed. They are tied down in the room to stop them from moving about the area. The story behind the chairs is unknown, so it's hard to explain why they are haunted. Alright, so moving on then to my third item is the Bassano Vase. Or vase, or vase. I call it a vase. I like took a middle stance between both of them. Vase. The Vase. So this Vase. beautiful It looks like vase. a human heart. It does. Sort of. In this old tummy photo. Yeah. What colour was it actually? Uh, silver, in oh, fact. Oh, that's right. You're talking so about. the previous two items that I talked about definitely seemed haunted, but this item is completely next level cursed. Italian folklore behind the vase says that it was given to a bride who died the night of her wedding. When found dying, she screamed a curse while clutching the vase, something along the lines of, I'll get my vengeance, or, you know, some generic, like, horror movie scream. The object was then handed on a number of times through a family line. All of those who came into the possession of this died via odd circumstances before it was finally sealed away 
until it was rediscovered oh. in 1988. So the object was found by a young man in Italy who somehow managed to dig it up while he was out in his garden. Uh, within the vase was a warning saying, Beware, this face brings death. Of course, the young man didn't care about that whatsoever because it was pure silver. So he filled it up and put some flowers in it? No, he managed to sell it for over $2,000. Holy shit, good on him. He was just thinking, hell yeah, cool. And he is one of the only people to have survived having the vase in his possession. I guess because he probably didn't have it for long enough. Very true. He's like, shit, silver vase? Sell this shit. So the young man managed to sell it to a pharmacist who bought the vase and died three months later. Uh, It was then sold to a doctor who died within a few months at the age of 37. By unnatural circum or natural circumstances or something like that. Thirty-seven, even in the eighties, yeah, late eighties, like the come on. The vase then went on to an archaeologist who died within three months to a serious infection. So the archaeologist actually wanted the vase because he thought it was a artifact, a historical piece that he wanted to add to his collection. But he died within three months as well. There seems to be this sort of rule of threes going on here that everyone who has it and comes into contact with it dies pretty pretty well three months later. Maybe she was three months pregnant oh, when she died. We don't know them all. We don't know her history. Indeed. So the vase came into contact with one more person that it claimed the life of before it got hurled out the window by the deceased owner's family member. The vase flew through the air, nearly striking a police officer in the head. The police officer gave the woman a ticket and she refused to take the vase back, saying that she would rather go to prison before touching it. And the police officer was like, that's weird, alright, whatever. So he took it and he managed to seal it away and... So it's in some evidence uh, It's It's in a lead box. And I believe, I think from the story, he sealed it away in a lead box in a churchyard. So buried in a churchyard. Or some other holy place. So he pretty much just had a little service for it. Yeah. <laughs> he like put it in a coffin <laughs> and he buried it. Goodbye. Someone's going to dig that up in like a hundred years and be like, this is a great idea. Let's touch it and hold it. Better be a note on it. Go, seriously, don't fucking touch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same note as before, but with like a few You will die more. in three months. It's like the ring, but you yeah. will die in three months. A bit longer of a time. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of time to sort out your will. Yeah. You know, Two months. Get some Instead of seven days. Yeah, seven days is not enough time. I feel like seven three days months has, you a, could fly has a much better ring to it. Like if that was the plot of the ring. Three months. Three you get a call. It's like, oh, that's not bad. That's it, yeah. yeah, plenty of time plenty to prepare for this. Right. Plenty of time to stop you. All right. Yeah, so that's a very bad plot for a movie. <laughs> it is. You're dying. And three that months. is why this is the only one of these items I listed that hasn't been made into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one because it's my own story, but I'm working on it. So, all right. What else you got? Um, my next one is Anna Baker's. Wedding dress. Do you want me to show you a picture? Yeah, give us a picture. Um, this is more of a sad haunted curse than a scary one. Um, but still quite chilling, I would say. Anna Baker was the daughter of the rich iron magnet, Ellis Baker. Anna had the misfortune of falling in love with the iron with an iron worker at her dad's factory. 
She even went out of her way and had a, a wedding dress commissioned. When her father found out, he had the worker run out of town and forbid Anna to marry someone of lower class. Um, she spent the rest of her life in a room, heartbroken and alone. She died in 1914, and when the Baker Mansion was turned into the Baker Museum in the 70s, Anna's dress was put on display. Since then, strange things started happening, as they always do. People have reported strange voices, sounds, and movement. The most common instance of the supernatural is that the dress dances slowly and tenderly like a heartbroken woman dancing alone in her room, imagining what could have been. Oh. That's sad. That's what I would do. If I... you left me, I could buy a wedding dress and just wear it all the time, and then I would die, and I would haunt the wedding dress, and I would dance around in it. The creepiest thing about this whole story is the fact that she was just in love with this guy and she went and bought a wedding dress. I think they planned it all. Like, come on. I don't know. She sounds a bit crazy to me. Okay, well, don't look in the cupboard. (laughs) 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 Kidding. Is that mum and dad's? Kidding. (laughs) Wait, so she lived her whole life alone because of that one? Yeah, she died a virgin. That's all I'm saying. That's sad. What a sad existence. That is sad to never have experienced sex. It is. So is the next one about you? No, the next one is about Robert, the most terrifying haunted doll <laughs> in the world. In the wild. In the whole wide world. In the whole wide world. This doll looks like a little boy in... Thanks for doing that. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Anyways, so, Robert, the most haunted doll in the world. So this is a little doll that looks actually pretty cute. Kind of. His face is creepy. I mean, he's wearing... He doesn't have a face. He's got, like, two eyes. He's just got little button eyes. So he looks like a little sort of plush felt. Yeah, that looks like a felt. A felt doll uh, that is dressed in a sailor's outfit and is holding a little corgi of some kind. So his face actually has little brown nicks over it, like scars. Did he have the measles or something? <laughs> Maybe. Chicken pox? You'll have to ask him. Is it a chicken pox party? Yeah. <laughs> for felt... For velvet... For... Whatever doll this is. For felt dolls. Felt dolls. Chicken pox party for felt dolls. Line up right here. <laughs> like a carnival announcer. Step right up. <laughs> chicken pox party for felt Dolls. Bring your felt dolls. Bring your felt dolls and everyone that hasn't had chicken pox right here today. Only 50 pence. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about Robert is that he has actually, in fact, he's haunted, of course, and he has caused <laughs> car accidents. It was a shock. <laughs> broken bones. He's reportedly caused job loss, divorce. And a cornucopia. Hold on, don't blame your divorce on a doll. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So Robert is over 110 years old and he lives at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Mm. Before that, he was the property of an eccentric artist and a member of the Key West family. Robert was a childhood birthday gift from the artist's grandfather who bought the doll during a trip to Germany. As you do. Uh, buy shit from Germany. You don't buy secondhand shit from Germany. It's a common problem that we're seeing in this. It has a lot of history. So, 
the artist's relationship with the doll actually continued into adulthood. Relationship? Relationship. It was too stingy to go out and buy a sex doll. No wonder this oh poor God. thing was like killing people and breaking people <laughs> up. His little sailor suit wasn't actually supplied by the company. It was actually an outfit that the artist wore himself as a child and oh, gave to no. the doll. Oh, don't do that. Uh, according to legend, the young artist began to blame mishaps on the doll itself. While this could have been laughed off as childish storytelling, adults started noticing odd occurrences, especially as Otto and Robert grew older together. See, no one believes the kids. So as an adult, uh, Otto lived, Otto the name of the artist, lived in a stately home called the Artist House, where Robert could be seen positioned at an upstairs window. School children swore that he would appear and reappear, and they of course avoided the house. Uh, when he was young, he would often be found in rooms talking to the doll, but he would be making the voices for the doll in a like, deep, sort of guttural voice himself. So like a demon. Essentially, yeah. The artist died in 1974, and a new person by the name of Myrtle Ruta became Robert's new caretaker. Yeah, with a name like that, of course he did. He brought it to the museum, and visitors swore they heard footsteps in the attic and giggling. Some claimed that Robert's expression changed when anyone badmouthed the artist in his presence. Ruta said that Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics... Oh, right, Ruta donated him to the museum after that. Ruta actually took, took the house itself. The artist's house the artist's and was living there. House. Yeah. Don't do that. No, I know. And then after all these 20 years of strange antics, she donated it to the museum where it currently resides. Leave it there. No one touch it. Fun things about Roberts is that he currently is in this museum, and if you want to go and take a photo nope. with Robert at the museum, definitely don't. You need to ask his permission first. Oh, what's he going to say back? <laughs> Nothing. But you just need to ask his permission, otherwise. He... Hi, Robert. Is it okay if I take a photo with you? <laughs> Cheers. Do you mind if I hashtag Robert the Haunted Doll? <laughs> Instagram yeah. selfie with Robert. Robert, uh, can we take a sick Instagram selfie together? Do you want a filter? I've got a dog <laughs> Dog filter on Robert the filter. Haunted Doll. The front of Robert's sort of glass cabinet is just flooded with different sort of notes and things like that. He gets numerous notes every day and they're all like sticky tape to the front of his thing all of them saying please uh we f give us forgiveness robert because he apparently gives like curses them and haunts them like bad things start happening to them if they don't ask for his permission for the photograph to take a photo yep all right i'm moving on to your my last two i'm gonna do the last two and brayden's gonna do the finale of I'll the show finish up with, with my real life haunted object Stick object. around until then. That I don't know anything about, and we've been together for three fucking years. I swear so. I've told you. I swear I've told you. I swear you've not told All me. Alright, well, prepare to be shook. Gotta be Thou shook. Thou shalt be shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, so, <laughs> my <laughs> second last one yeah, is. Try to follow that up. The woman from Lem statue. <laughs> As far as haunted objects go, this one's pretty fucked up. And I wrote that. 
Yeah. I wrote that there. Mm-hmm. You need to clarify that this was a fucked up object. This one is pretty fucked up. When you look at it, it looks like a dick with two sets of balls. <laughs> it does. What the hell? <laughs> so according to popular legend, the statue was recovered in 1878 and it was assumed to have been carved in 3500 BC. No one knows what the statue is supposed to be, but it's assumed to be a female goddess of some sort. But she wasn't a nice goddess. Some no, say no, that's no. not a goddess at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the statue was first owned by a lord who perished with his six family members under mysterious circumstances over the next six years of owning it. So they all died under mysterious circumstances Ooh. in the six years of owning it. It's like a Bassano base all over again. Yeah. But we're looking. The last remaining family member sold it and it was purchased by a man named Ivor Manucci. Within four years, his whole family died under mysterious circumstances. A total of two more owners and their families lost their lives to the statue until it was donated to the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh, where the man who handled the statue to put it in a glass case then died within the year. Now, no one touches. Wow, this is worse than the Bassano vase because two people survived touching the Bassano vase. No, you touch this, that's it. No one. You're going to die. I think we have to look at the possibility that perhaps this thing is just made out of anthrax. Maybe. Right? Or something like that. Like maybe it's got a special component in it. Yeah, so it's got like a special component in it that like just kills people. Yeah, maybe. And isn't haunted at all. Was there any mention that this thing like caused terrible dreams or something like that, or was it just no? It was just like you touch it, you're gonna fucking die. I feel like it's bad enough. I feel like it's terrible. Yeah. Alright, so my last one is called the Letter Me Out doll. Letter you out, doll. Letter me out. In the early 1970s, Kerry Walton, a man in his 20s, had to return to his hometown in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, to attend a funeral. We're a fucking made-up place. (laughs) Wagga wagga! So, Kerry went to a haunted house he had been afraid of as a child. In the middle of the night! What the hell? He went there in the middle of the night. So, with a torch, he found an opening to the building's underfloor space, where it could see the house's supports, the bricks, the stones, and timber. That's all he could see, his torch, until he was startled by a set of eyes looking back at him. He jumped and hit his head, thinking it was a dead child sitting on its own. But upon further investigation, it was an old and grotesque-looking 200-year-old marionette. Or was it? Oh, he's even creepier than I remember. He's He's got a very large nose. He's got fancy shoes on. Kerry grabbed the doll and left. Naturally, that's what you do. You grab the creepy doll. He claims that on his drive home, he could see the doll moving in the back seat as car's headlights shone through. Although it could have just been his eyes playing tricks. And like, it's the middle of the night, car's driving past, you've just found a creepy doll. What the hell is he doing in a haunted house that he was frightened of as a child? Facing his fears. He left the doll in the living room and went to bed, but could not stop thinking about the doll. And felt uncomfortable knowing it was laying not too far away. So he got up the doll in a bag and put it under the house. Of course. Yep. After a while of owning the doll, he was going to sell it because he and his wife were desperate for money. I think they were supposed to be buying a house or something. And remember, this is back in the 1970s. So. Yeah. 
someone offered him $400, which back then was like a trillion dollars. Right. Honestly, it's a lot of money to help buy a house. Hell yeah. Kerry drove to the person with the doll in the back seat. And when he arrived, he couldn't bring himself to part with it. So he broke the deal and took the doll back home. And he's had it ever since. The He said the doll has some sort of hold on him. And he wanted to then get further information. So he took a trip to a museum for some advice um, where he could get information. It was at the museum where he found out the doll was 200 years old by the type of nails that were in the shoes. The style of the doll made it almost certain that it came from Eastern Europe. The hair on the doll was discovered to be real and the scalp was the likeness of a human brain. Ew. Yeah, and he still kept it. What the hell? This is pretty close to where we are, isn't it? Yeah, he lives in Brisbane, Queensland. We could go and visit this mm-hmm. and have an interview with him. No. I feel like that'd be good for the podcast. Once we blow up, he's coming on the show. I feel like he's done with interviews. And he's bringing the doll on with him. What's its name? Let him out. Let him out. Let him out. But it doesn't really have any other name. I tried searching, it's just Letter Me Out. Or Letter. As for short. Letter. Alright, we'll bring Letter on. We'll bring that guy on. Yep. Eventually. He then took the doll to several psychics who each told him that the doll was carved by a doll maker who had just lost his son to a drowning at only six years old. The soul of the boy seems to be trapped in the marionette but is not dark or malicious but just a a child, a lost child who drowned over two centuries ago. That's sad. It's just a sad little boy. Who's taken possession of this doll and is like, well, you're my dad now. He'd probably like to come meet us. Yeah, no. You said, yep, we're doing it. Mm -mm. In interviews, okay, TV interviews, I watched them last night. Good old Channel 9 Australia. He, like, the TV bulbs blew. Ah. Like, you know, the light. Yes. They blew. Because, like, the energy of the doll was getting frustrated. It was like, why the fuck? No, you don't believe me. You don't believe my new dad. Why the fuck are we sitting here? You blow up your bulbs. Pretty much. So, he's a little boy. Although, any dog that comes in contact with the doll starts snapping and barking at the doll and attacking if it is able to do so. Yeah. What would happen if Molly or Mouse would get a hold of it? Oh, rip it pieces. And then we just anger whatever spirit it is. And then anger the little boy and release then he turns the spirit. into something malicious. Yeah. Yeah. People that see the doll for the first time normally let out a gasp when looking at the eyes, saying they bring out strange emotions of fear and sadness. Interesting. Very interesting. So looking at the photo and it's like, you're just creepy. Yeah, not really that scary, but I'm sure if we met him in you're real in life, person. which we will. Nope. He'll be cool to deal with. Do not put that pressure on our listeners. I think we should definitely hold that interview somewhere else aside I from here. do not think we should do the interview. In like a sunny park. That'd I be nice. I feel like not. We'll see. There's a demand. Eh? Uh, women have broken out in weeping, screaming, hysterics, or just fainting altogether. He also seems to move on his own, uh, own accord, changing positions at times, or pulsing when being held. Pulsing. Pulsing. Like a heartbeat pulse. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Let Me Out doll remains in Kerry Walton's possession here in Queensland. 
Though he's gotten used to the doll, he will never let it go for fear of the misfortune that has been predicted by many psychics. Should he ever do so? This is a much creepier episode than the first one we filmed. (laughs) (laughs) The first one was just, like, skeptics, though. This is, like, we get to be the judge of that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so you want to hear my story? I'd love to hear your story. All right. You don't have a picture, do you? I do not have a picture. I got rid of that item pretty quick. I bet you did. So, the year was 2009. <laughs> now, the year was, in fact, 2009, I believe, or two... Either two th- between 2008 and 2010, I cannot remember for the life of me. I was in either year 9 or 10 at high school. Mum and Dad had just gotten back from a little holiday overseas mm-hmm. where they had purchased a number of souvenirs and brought them home. <laughs> I, being the nosy teenager, wanting to see what they had brought back and what I could claim first, began going through the souvenirs. (laughs) Flipping through them, I stumbled upon a photo of a... a very, very old photo of a little girl dressed in, like, a little bonnet and a little dress. I was like, oh, mum, what's this? Why'd you buy this? She's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that before. That's weird. Maybe it just slipped in there. Her, no. I, her idea, she was trying to logic, like apply logic to it, thinking maybe one of our family members, maybe our, one of our family members' partners had been over and dropped their photo of their childhood, even though it was old, old, old photo. Very reasonable, Mandy. Into, into, into this souvenir case. So I was like, well, yeah. that's... Whatever you think, Mum, sure. So I put it back in, and I just continue about my day. Next morning, I wake up. I go to the kitchen to get some food, and sitting on the kitchen counter is the photo of the little girl. (laughs) That's in this house, isn't it? Yeah, it's upstairs. And I'm like, that's weird. Maybe Mum's taken it out of the case and brought it here just in case it is someone else's so that she can give it to them yeah i asked mum she's like no that wasn't the case no one else had taken it out of there no one's even touched it but mum then proceeded to tell me about a number of experiences she had had that night oh no your mum's very um she has lots of shit happen to her (laughs) i would say yeah she's not like a psychic medium (laughs) No. I go that far, but she no, just has some she's... shit ex- happened to her. Yeah. So, she tells me a number of weird occurrences happened that night. Uh, things like she woke up a number of times to appliances and things being turned on in her room. She woke up to a strange light in her room that quickly faded, that sort of looked like her phone light, but she was unable to find her phone. Mm-hmm. And she also woke up to the sound of our pool cleaner being turned on, which was a manual manual sort of system. So you've got to turn it on manually before it starts. And that's, that's a very noisy system. So she got up, went downstairs at 3 a.m. roughly. Oh, Mandy. This is a typical horror movie mistake. You don't Stay in bed. <laughs> Stay in bed, Mandy. She went and turned the system off, was walking back up the stairs, hears... Little pitter-patter of feet behind her and the giggling of a child. Oh, no. (laughs) And I'm just hearing that like, what the hell, that's so creepy. 
So I, oh, no. I'm getting my cereal, I'm getting my breakfast, and then I see this massive pile of boxes in our storage room that's been tipped over. I go and pick them up, and hidden underneath the boxes is Mum's phone. Like, whatever, yeah, anyways, I don't know what happened there, but... So it's like it's a so weird. strange little trickster spirit of some kind. As if your mum's going, you know what I'm going to put underneath these boxes? My phone. <laughs> yeah. Let me just put my boxes over this phone. This phone. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so a number of days pass. A couple of weird things happen, like stuff moving around. Nothing too major to get super creeped out about. But eventually I'm just like, I've had enough. I'm... I'm... I'm in year 10 at high school at this point. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit silly myself, so I take it to school. I've told all my friends at this point about this item, <laughs> and they're creeped out by it, so I'm like, oh, I'll take it there, and I'm going to show them the item. And maybe, just maybe, because I'm a little asshole, I'm going to put it in one of their bags and let them take it home. You didn't. I tried to. The whole day, I tried to. I put it in people's bags, but they were always checking, because they were aware that I had a photo, and they knew I was going to do something stupid. But... Prankster Bredo over here. Yeah, I know. All my friends started talking about it, and we were all just aware of this. So I'm just like, all right. So I put it in the glass cabinet display case of all the notices of the school. You didn't. And it was... It just slipped right in there and sat there perfectly, and everyone walked by it. I remember my friends coming to me every day, sort of saying, oh, man, that photo is so creepy, etc. So finally on the Friday, the janitor had gone and taken the photo out, finally. And um, my friend rushes up to me. He's like, oh, so weird. The photo's gone. And I'm like, oh, it's probably the janitor's taken it out and thrown it out. Cool. Whatever. So I get home. I'm relaxing on my computer upstairs. The photo doesn't come back, don't worry. Okay, I? that's what I was waiting for. And you're like, and then the photo appears. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, god damn, that photo fucking comes back. But I was sitting on my computer. The computer's next to a window. I swear I suddenly see like this black like misty something or other just quickly rushed by the window and I look outside it's sort of in my peripheral so it could have been anything but I went outside looking for what exactly that was and I couldn't see anything um, as I'm out there dad's coming out he's like what the hell what What are you doing that's weird you look weird like you're looking for something I feel like Tony would say that as we're talking we hear this massive bang and we're just like what the hell was that so we go looking around the house for what exactly that was because it sounded like a massive huge like bang like something's fallen over and like broken something yeah uh we're looking everywhere and the last place we look is directly behind where my computer was there's a little outdoor area and in that outdoor area was an old table that was pushed up against the fence with a bunch of um my dad's like a plasterer and general sort of builder does everything he does everything all his like trestles and like heavy metal ladders and things like that were pressed up against this table but somehow the table had been flipped over and tossed across that area and was laying on the ground next to the door that door right behind where i was sitting and then after that nothing ever happened again surrounding that and that's my story about a haunted photograph of a little girl so yeah i don't know i think it was just like a little if it was anything, it was like a little trickster spirit or something. I took it to school. I left it in that glass <laughs> case. Nothing happened while it was in, like while it was away from my house, and it was there, so it was trapped. Then, as soon as it got let out, it was like, "Fuck this guy! I'm gonna do something stupid." I'm gonna flip your table. Flip that table. I'm pretty like sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, 
What were you doing on your computer? Probably watching Minecraft oh. videos at that age, not porn. Oh, come on, 15. We were all watching porn at 15. Come on. Oh. Yeah, come on. And yeah, and that's my story about my own cursed yeah, idol. Yeah, no, I've never heard that. You've never heard that? No, you've never told me that. What do you think about it now? Slightly <laughs> grumpy, you've never told me. No, I never heard that. That's creepy. I don't want to live here anymore. You don't live in this house. No. But it was the photo. Now the photo's gone and everything's fine. Yeah, but like, oh, strange shit has happened here. I should have sold it on eBay. It would have been a very lucrative you sell. You would have gotten famous. Would have gotten sure. famous potentially, and I would have made a bit of money. Probably like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I could have sealed it away in like a box. Send it to the Warrens. Oh, mm. that's cool. Yeah. And now I'm really hesitant to ever buy anything secondhand ever again. You buy a lot of like old clothes though. I know. You I love just, old shopping. I do. It's I just your favorite thing. Hope that things I don't Besides buy me. are possessed. <laughs> 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 I do. I feel like clothing, aside from that dress, like just general clothing, doesn't really hold enough value to where a spirit would be like, I'm gonna possess this sweet white shirt well I mean if it's a wedding dress and you never got to get married in it and your father banished your lover and was like you can't marry someone of lower class I want you to have a better life than that yeah I'm a terrible father but like no one's wearing a white t-shirt at at like a Vinnie's and is getting told by their dad they can't marry their lover I don't know these days mate (laughs) these days enough to last your whole life in and yeah. Die in that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's good. This episode has been fifty times more creepy than the previous. You got poked in the butt by something. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Any illusion as to what we could expect next week? No, I don't know yet. Well, how about we just? It'll be a surprise. Okay. For everyone involved. Surprise incoming. Surprise. Thank you once again for listening and taking the time to support us and follow us. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the good places you can, you can listen to things. You can find us anywhere now on podcasts. Anywhere podcasts are found, we will be there. Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram at you, me, and a poltergeist. Which is exactly the same for our Facebook page as well. Go ahead and like that. And follow us there. We'll post fun things and updates Hopefully. on our coming episodes. Definitely. It's been good. It's been What's fun. our outro anyway? What well, was last time? Thank you for listening. Exercise regularly. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that. Bye. You do that. Bye. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.